Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I am Dina DiCastro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is a special episode that we decided to do. Um, I had the newspaper here in town reached out to me last week, and she asked me to give her um, my thoughts about a special date coming up. And I wrote her back right away, and I was like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it. And then I thought about it that night and I was like, what special date is coming up? And it wasn't until the next morning when I looked at her um, her subject line that she said to 22-22. And so it was funny because when we started the interview, she said, I just wondered if you'd given some thought to that date and, you know, what's coming up. And I said, I hadn't thought about it at all until you mentioned it. <laughs> In fact, I didn't even know what you were talking about. So um, so Dina and I talked about it, about just that and the interview that I gave about 2-22-22. And we decided to do an episode on it. Um, and Dina's got lots of thoughts around it where I was not really thinking about it at all. <laughs> but, right? Yeah. Well, it's part of this numerology hysteria that happens sometimes. Um, and, I, you know, I enjoy numerology. I believe there's something to it. But sometimes online, things get overhyped, particularly dates that have a repetition in them, like 1, 1, 11, or... Two, 22, 22. Um, people freak out about it. And it's, I, I get annoyed. But in this case, it got, uh, two things got conflated. It was two, two, 22, or two, 22, 22. Can't even get it right. And the Pluto return of the United States, which it, you'll, you'll read this erroneous statement that the Pluto return of the United States is happening on 222. And oh my God, what does it mean? Um, so <laughs> first of all, <laughs> the first exact pass, which is when the Pluto, um, transiting Pluto in the sky returns to the point that it was when the country was born. Um, on July 4th, 1776. We're using that as the birth date of the country, United States. That return is happening in its first exact hit on February 20th, not the 22nd. So, you know, people are making a leap there and saying, oh, it's 222 and that means something. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So I just want to get that out there real clear right now. Like there's <laughs> nothing big that's going to happen on 222. 
And in fact, we're we're doubling down on that because we're going to release this podcast episode on 222. And if something huge is happening, we'll be wrong, but <laughs> you'll know. Um, <laughs> so that, but we don't expect to be wrong. No, we don't. I really don't expect to be wrong. <laughs> we don't predict that. And yeah. and on that date, it will already be two days past the real exact first hit of the Pluto return, uh, which is on the 20th. So you'll even get to say two days you know, later, did anything big happen on the 20th? And I'm going to say the answer is going to be no. Um, and so here's, I, I just need to lay out a few facts. Here's my facts sec- section on, on Pluto um, and Pluto returns. And we've talked about Pluto before in the podcast and that it moves very slowly. And so it takes about three or more years to make a transit to another planet, right? So this really started, uh, this Pluto return using a a 2.5 degree orb, and I'm going to put an asterisk in that and explain it a little bit, but using that orb, it began in 2020. It began April of 2020, which seems like an auspicious date. Um, This is when kind of the, the growing pains of this Pluto return started. And we were fully in, in range of this Pluto return for most of last year. Um, at least from January through August of last year. Uh, It came back into range at the end of 2021 and is currently going to be in range all of 2022 and into the first few months of 2023. Then it comes back into range June of 2023 to the end of 2023 and going into early 2024. And then it even comes back around again to be in range from the end of August, 2024 through the end of November, 2024. So in total, it's roughly a three and a half year transit. And so in, in light of that exact dates become very meaningless, you know, they really mark these exact peaks. And as astrologers, we pay attention to the exact dates and we note them. And I can tell you, you know, this, there are usually three exact hits of any transit. Pluto's first hit, as I mentioned, is 220 on the return to the U.S. charts, Pluto. The second one will be July 10th. And the third one will be January, or I'm sorry, December 28th of this year, 2022. So you get those three hits, right? But really how I see those exact dates are like the peaks of the wave. And the waves are building you know, up toward the state and then away from that date. And it's a, it's a energy wave, you know, of this transit. Um, So the peaks are important, but they're not dates to fixate on. And I think that's the issue that I have with, you know, things I see online and, you know, I get people (laughs) emailing me about it and saying, what's going to happen on 222 and why haven't you written about it? (laughs) So Uh like, because it's not a thing. <laughs> That's why I have not written yeah. about it. Um, so Katie, how, you know, we'll come back to some of this other <laughs> stuff about what is going on with the Pluto return. Um, but what, how did you address that in your interview with them? 
Well, it was interesting because I I looked at twos, right? I love numerology. Yeah. So, and twos are all about choices, um, partnerships, uh, duality, those types of things, right? Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking about what we had just been through with Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde, and that it was addressing values. Um, relationships, things like that. And I thought, well, that's funny that those two things tie in, right? Um, Yeah. And then I chose some cards too. And it was, it was funny because the cards that came up, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I, you know, but I was like, huh, this is interesting. Um, So I just gave her the tie-in to all of that and what I thought energetically we should be thinking about. I had also seen like, I was kind of digging in, you know, like I I haven't given it much thought. So I watched this, um, she's maybe a clairvoyant or something on Instagram. And she was saying, you know, it was the day that, that this happened, it was 2, 2.22. Mm-hmm. So she's saying like the portal has opened and we have from 2222 to 22222 to think about this stuff. And I thought, well, okay, I don't I'm not really a portal person. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means, honestly. No. For me, um and so I just thought about it as if I had pulled tarot cards for myself to think maybe have a theme during that period of time that I'm thinking about. So if we are working on something collectively, like what's my part in it and what will help. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was more of what the article was about. And she did ask me what I thought would happen. And I just was like, I'm not into that. I would, I, I can't predict what will happen. I don't know that anything will happen. And I don't want to, I don't even want to live in that space, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that was good. Today, I chose a couple other cards, you know? Yeah. For this. And and they were very similar to what I chose when I spoke to her. And And I think that, honestly... I came up with the three C's, which was compassion, having creativity, and then the word control. I mean, those were the three things that came up. Mm. And I think that those really play into what is happening with Pluto and Capricorn Mm -hmm. and maybe what we all need to be thinking about somewhat, you know, having a creative plan for this time always because things don't go the way that, you know, like as we talked about during Mercury retrograde, things don't always go as planned. Yeah. They haven't gone as planned for two years, you know? Right. And then be having, finding more compassion for each other is, is just like the world sort of sucks right now, you know, in so many ways. Yeah. Like finding compassion and then also checking in about those places where, you know, what's the control about? Like, what is that? Not only in other people, but in ourselves. So those were my thoughts 
around it. And yeah. I really didn't think much more, you know? So it, it kind of reminds me of like, these things remind me of when we turned to the year 2000 and was it, it was the year 2000, right? Where they were like, yeah, everything's gonna, all the computers are going to shut down Yeah, and we're going to not have any water or electricity or whatever. And everybody's like planning for that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened. You know, we turned the clock and that was the same fucking thing was happening the day before. Right. So. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a really good um, analogy. And by the way, I really, I, I like what you did with pulling the cards because I think that that is just a good way to help understand anything. That, that anyone mm-hmm. asks about. If you have some skill with tarot or you you work with it, I think pulling cards on something is a great way to get insight no matter what, you know. Um, and so the Y2K thing is a great analogy to the the 2222 thing. And we've seen these dates, you know, come up before. There have been quite a few of them over the years. Um, I the The problem that I have is when people get fixated on dates. And I, I, again, you know, I like numerology and I think there's a lot to it, especially in life path numbers and things like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely use that and think about that. Um, but with these dates, even when you tell somebody their transits in a reading, I've learned to not so much talk about the exact dates anymore. Like I used to always tell people there, here's the exact peaks of this transit. Here's when it's happening. Now I am more likely to talk about seasons or months uh, because when people think about a date, they get focused on it in a way that's not healthy sometimes. You know, they get Mm -hmm. um, like, okay, that's when that's going to happen. That's when either my Jupiter transit's going to happen and my ship's going to come in that day or that's when my Pluto transit's happening and all the, you know, everything's going to hit the fan <laughs> and yeah. I go into fear. Right. And so that's what's happening here. I think is people get amped up about a date and then they forget that we live in the now. And the only thing we can do is, is control what's, you know, happening in the moment or what we're doing in the moment. We can't mm-hmm. live in a future date or in hope of that, or in fear of it, it's not healthy and it's not sustainable and it doesn't do it. It doesn't help anything. Um, but people like to get riled up about it you know, online and yeah. it's, and it is human nature. Like, and that's why I, I'm, you know, reticent in readings to do it anymore um, to talk about exact dates because uh, sometimes people will, will want to write that down, you know, in their calendar and then they, they could get over-focused on that, and that's not where I want them to go in their head. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's it's healthier, I think, for us in the case of this Pluto return to think of it as we are in about a four-year period, you know, going from 2020 to the end of 2024, where this is in play. And what is this epic of time about for the country, you know, for the collective of this country? And the next question is, what can any one of us do about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I've been trying to focus in my writing about this and thinking about it. And I will be writing a bigger article about this this Pluto return soon. Um, that 
we can only do what we can do on the individual level. Like it's good to know which way the wind is blowing in the collective, and then we can adapt ourselves to some degree to it and prepare for it. But then we have to take the reins in our own lives. And so what does this Pluto return mean for each of us? Um, I think that being part of the, <laughs> yes, go ahead. Sorry. I just was thinking when you said that, I one of the cards I chose was the chariot. Oh. And I was just thinking, taking the reins. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, the chariot, man. That is that is a big card for me, by the way. I'll go into times where I repeat, pull that card a lot. Um, uh-huh. And I do think it is literally about taking the reins and taking charge and stepping into authority in your own life, taking charge of your uh-huh. own destiny. It's also about um, being willing to change and move. You know, I mean, speaking of numerology, it is, it's a seven card, right? Yes. And which is a number of change and movement. It's not a a number of standing still. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is a time of change. This is a time of transformation for the country. We know that this is a, a duh moment. Um, you know, I'm talking about where we can see, you know, if you want to know what this Pluto return is about, it's already happening. It's already been happening for a year and a half, right? And mm-hmm. we can look back and say, oh, the pandemic kicked it off, essentially. Um, it changed the structure of everything. You know, Pluto is in Capricorn, a sign of structure and governments and authority and Pluto return for this country is about transforming and reforming many of those structures so that ultimately, hopefully, (laughs) they will work better in the future. But there's a shit ton of reform, you know, that needs to happen. And that filters down to our individual lives. What are the structures that we need to reform? Mm -hmm. And in order to see what needs to be reformed, we have to admit what's wrong. And we have to look underneath the surface and we have to deal with our own shadow and the stuff that we haven't been admitting to ourselves. And we have to look at our deepest fears, right? I think that's what's going on collectively as a country. And I think that's what each of us are doing on the individual level in our lives right now. Yeah. I I was just thinking about like when the um, Pluto... Saturn and Pluto matchup was mm-hmm. was coming up, right? Yeah. Um, yes. In 2020. Yep. And I was giving readings and it was like, okay, where's the conjunction in people's charts? And then just talking about this is your thing in that, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you're working on. And I mean, that's really the only place we can start is with our ourselves right you know in (laughs) this collective yeah mess that's all we can do and you know it is also good to get perspective and understand what's going on you know in terms of these bigger cycles with countries and and collectives um i read an article by ray grass uh, this morning um kind of reread it going over this Pluto return for the United States, but giving the perspective that this has happened before for other 
other nations, and he used uh, the United Kingdom as an example, and he used the Roman Empire as an example. And so the Roman Empire had two Pluto returns. It was on the second one that they they died. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they made it through the first one. <clears throat> so that gives us some hope because I think if there's any empire that we are most like, it's it's Rome. Uh, mm-hmm. And then then with England, you know, and the UK, they've been through three um, and they're, you know, they're still going. So, yeah, um, it's it's not that everything as we know it is going to end and the country is going to die, but we are going through a major rebirthing and many things will never be the same. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the the Plutonian uh, acceptance, you know, that's being required is that we let go of what is ready to die and not try to hang on to it. Um, but, you know, it, it did give me pause when I looked at, you know, how long this Pluto return is going on and it's going on through 2024, which is an election year. I'm not going to talk about this a lot. Because <laughs> we're not going to, pre- we're not going to predict. We promised. We promised we wouldn't. Um, I'm not going to say uh, anybody's name and invoke any demons, but I, I would just say that we could get all amped up about the worst possible scenario of what is going to happen then. But I would say let's not put our energy there. You know, if if that happens, it happens. We can only again each do our part in trying to not let that happen. Um, but, you know, getting wringing our hands and saying, Oh, my God, what if that happens, that would be the worst thing ever. That's not going to help anything, that attitude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've made it through <laughs> worse things in this country, we've made it through some really tough times. And we're going through another really tough time. And it's it's very Capricornian, you know, for sure. The idea that we have to figure out how to endure and how to grow up and how to think for the long term right now, um, again, individually, as well as collectively as a country. And when we don't do those things as a collective, we're, we are going to, as a country, see the negative results of that. If we can't think long term and grow up, it will come back on us. I mean, I, that's not a prediction. That's just common sense. <laughs> no, that's well. Don't you think too? It's been so interesting because we've been talking about how heavy, like I mean, even the last five months have been. Yeah, there, it just seems like there's so much Capricorn that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, especially you know, especially since um, December hit. You know, yes. we've got. Capricorn and Venus and Capricorn and Mars now. And like, there's just so much. And then, you know, having, having Aquarius and Capricorn both share that Saturn signature. Um, they're just, it, it seems a little bit endless yeah. and like we've all been struggling. And I think it's funny how our world has gone to this place, you know, over years, um, how we have this instant gratification 
piece, you know, and how we don't, how we expect things to happen so quickly for us now, just with technology and the way you see other people or how it's manifesting for other people. But so this slow and easy, you know, the long-term slog seems boring and difficult and, you know, it should be easier than this. And um, so it's not really fun. No. I think that many, many people don't want to put in the hard work to create the change. I, I think one, because people are just like, oh my God, there's so much. Yeah. I don't even know where to start, you know? Right. But, um, so then you just give up and it's like, well, Let's take the Sagittarius approach. <laughs> it's the Sagittarius moon. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that's really, you know, right on. And of course, I mean, have I'm trying to be less judgmental of our species and our country as a whole <laughs> to go. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I get it. Like, this is really, really hard. This is all too much you know, what this country and species has been through with between climate change and a pandemic right now that are both seem to be culminating, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something about Pluto doing the return here, specifically in regards to this country that, you know, this is happening at the end of Capricorn. And it's marking the end of a big cycle and the beginning of another huge cycle, right? With Pluto. And whenever we're at the end of something, it's like, it's, it's in its death throes and it's not pretty. When something is, is in its death throes, it is not a pretty thing. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think the things that are dying, um, are gonna do a lot of damage on their way out. (laughs) Power structures, yeah. patriarchal systems, uh, capitalism, <laughs> you know, I'll just yeah. you get a sense of my politics from all that. But that is, it, it, those things are dying because they've become unsustainable the way they are, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it is not an easy process. It's not a fun process. Uh, we're all somewhat along for the ride with some of this stuff. That's why it's good to know about it and be informed of, you know, here are the parts that we can't do anything about because it's part of the collective energy and we're along for the ride because we live in this country and we live on this planet. Um, But there are things we can do on the individual level and to keep the perspective that, you know, in the day to day, there are the moments that we can have where we change things and we do things differently. Mm -hmm. That is it is exactly why, I mean, this seems like such a minuscule thing, but when I talk about like having, like doing my yearly tarot card draw or something and then having something to reflect on for a month, Mm -hmm. that's just about helping yourself and having personal awareness and stuff. It's like, I think that's in some ways the, the minuscule way to start, you know, like no matter what tarot card you draw, it's always, there's always some, 
some lesson to be learned or some really good thing to reflect on to clear out of your system or how can you be a better person or, you know, more compassion or whatever. But I don't know. It just, I think that's true. Sort of, yeah. And it I th- sort of reminded me like how you can, how you can make like a super baby step towards mm-hmm. being a better human yourself or being more insightful or thoughtful, you yeah. know, and that is how it's sort of the way to make the difference at uh, the, the bigger picture. Right. And, you know, I think synchronistically, I, I pulled a card this morning. I pull a tarot card almost every morning. Mm-hmm. And the one that I pulled today, I felt like it was going to have to do with with what we're talking about, you know, which is usually how it goes. Like the card that you pull in the morning has some connection to what you're doing that day or a message about it. And the card that I pulled was the 10 of fire or the 10 of wands, which is one of my least favorite cards. Um, you know, it's, it's oppression is the name of it. I think the esoteric name, um, and it's heavy, you know, it's very heavy. It's, it's, this image of a person carrying a heavy load, right? Mm-hmm. In the deck that I have, it's it's a <laughs> it's a fairy carrying dragon eggs. <laughs> it's a long story, but <laughs> um, in a big basket, like she's leaning over, you know. Um, but it's about being burdened and feeling the heaviness and feeling uh, like, what can I do? You know, you can only do what you can do. You can go one step at a time. And I think that's what the tens are about to me is you've reached a limit with something. You know, if you think of the 10 mm-hmm. of swords, any of the tens is like you've reached either a culmination point or a limit. And that is in sync with this Capricorn energy. You know, for me, it's like we're hitting a limit on a lot of things. And that can be good news in the sense that, well, when you've reached your limit, there's really no more you can keep putting into this, it's going to die, right? It's going to end. It's going to be over soon. And that can be good news because there's, you know, there are things that we want to be over, right? So that's the message I took from it. I mean, I see where that's showing up in my personal life with responsibilities, you know, that I'm having and things that I'm having to take care of that I, you know, I'm fighting a little bit, but I, it needs to get done. And, um, this is also what's happening in the collective. Mm -hmm. We can throw a fit about it and that's only productive to a degree. It's okay to have your feelings about it, but then you have to decide, okay, now what am I going to do about it? Which is a very Capricornian approach of, you know, facticity. Like I just have to take care of this. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, when you do, you feel so good. You do. You know, I mean, it can feel like it's quite an accomplishment if you're, if you do it. Yes. I mean, that's the thing is, is a task on your plate and thinking about doing it. Often the dreading is way worse than the actual doing. And then once Uh, it's done, there's the satisfaction, you know, and I think that we could invoke all of us more of that energy in our lives is like take on some of the harder tasks that you know need to be done that you've been putting off for a long time because you'll feel so much better when it's done 
and mm-hmm. that it's not hanging over your head anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big yeah. theme um, for all of us during this this Pluto return energy. Um. Yeah, I think the cons- I I mean, not to not to label anything, but I do think that for so many years. For a hundred years, you know, there's been sort of this approach to things that have come to the culmination now where it's like, this doesn't, this isn't sustainable anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the world has changed, our, our environment has changed so much. And so it is, it really is like it, like the end of a conservative rule only because we have to come up with with different ideas yeah to sustain us i mean it's just obvious like the younger generation is not amassing huge amounts of money for retirement or even to buy homes anymore you know so it's like right. all all of these things have to have to die and i think and it's true true when i when you said that piece about it's not pretty it does seem like a scramble. There does seem like there's a kind of a fear scramble on all sides that's happening. It's like there's the fear of letting go of this old ways of being, the American dream and all those things, you mm-hmm. know, that it's just not, it's not working that way anymore. It's not, that is just the facts. Right. Whether you're a liberal or a conservative or anywhere in between. There just has to be a change. Well, I have hope that Pluto is moving into a new sign um, next year. It starts its entry into Aquarius in March, and it will go into Aquarius for a few months and then go back into Capricorn. And, you know, I looked in the ephemeris out over the next couple of years, and it goes back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius a few like two or three times over the next two and a half years. And uh, Aquarius is about technology and, you know, new ideas and um, the cooperative energy of um, people working together, you know, working as a team for the better of the whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Pluto entering that sign, I think, marks a time where that the power of that can be unleashed, you know, in its highest form, we could see that being the case. And also it will be moving away from the Pluto return as it, you know, whenever it goes into Aquarius, it's really getting out of range of that Pluto return. Um, so I do think there are brighter days ahead for this country. I do think we'll survive and we'll come out the other side of it and, you know, the country as we know it isn't going to end. Um, But some of that is up to each of us, right? Not to put too much of a burden. (laughs) It's like we all have to make our own decisions. And i that's why we can't predict. Like we don't know what the individual decisions are, are that are going to be made. You know, I would like to not believe in the worst in human nature, being the overriding influence here, you know, which, uh-huh. which is always a possibility. Right. But I, you know, more hopefully 
want to look towards Pluto entering Aquarius next year. We're going to try to look on the high side of things. Yeah, we're going to. That's what we do. Yes, that is what we do. Podcast. I'm. <laughs> I'm going to believe that a year from now, you and I will be talking about Pluto going into Aquarius, and we'll do a podcast episode on it. And things, some things will be shifting for the better in this mm-hmm. country. That's the vision that I'm going to hold. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. Pinky swear yeah. on that. That's <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, so there's our 20, 22, uh, two, 22 <laughs> take. Yes. That's a tongue twister. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it again. Um, we can't <laughs> ever again. Don't bother. No. Um, <laughs> Well, all those Pluto return facts, I'm going to put those in the show notes. I know I said put an asterisk in the the orb thing, and I'll put that down in the show notes too that I don't want to get all technically and jargony um, here because it's really not necessary. But if you want to read up more about timeframes and exact dates and what orbs that I used, um, I'm going to put all that in the show notes. So you can take a look at that if you're interested. Um and we're going to try to attach my article that's in the paper. Yes. Too. Yeah. That's that's coming out to 20. Right. 22. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Just in time. So hopefully we'll be able to attach that to give you something to think about. Yep. That'll be great for people to have to, to look at and check out your work. So awesome. And then uh, next, next time, I believe we are talking about the transiting nodes in Scorpio and Taurus, which is uh, begun in December and is ongoing for almost the next year and a half. So uh, we'll be chatting about that. Yeah, I can't wait. I know that I'm going to learn something from you because I feel like you're (laughs) really in touch with what's going on. Well, I feel like I'm going to learn something from you because you are a Scorpio. So, because I am a Scorpio, you are a Scorpio. So, you'll have much to reveal about how this time has been going for you so far. Yeah. On that note, (laughs) on that note, take it easy, everybody. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com/slash readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com slash mentorship. To get more weekly insights, follow me at Spark the Sun on Instagram or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.